This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Here we go, are you ready for one another? Dream Warriors noise is new Discover Once again with the new blend, so telephone a friend. Yo, Dreamwave's got this new song, it's dope, man. Now back this to the prime is optimist. Bands of friends, I'm universal and cosmic. Concrete jungles abound. Stand by the speaker, you're smothered and covered up in the sound. You stand strong as you pump your fist. I'm talking all that jazz. Now what's my definition? My definition. My definition. My definition is this. My definition. My definition. My definition. This is Dream Warriors in my definition. Technically, it's my definition of a bombastic jazz style. It's the name, full name of this song. Austin Powers kind of ruined that sample. In a way, because now it just sounds so cheesy. Yeah, but Dream Warriors Canadian, because I'm pretty sure Definition was a Canadian TV show back in the day, like a quiz show. Dream Warriors are Canadian, yeah. I think like from the 90s? I love Ludie. Ludie's my favorite Dream Warriors song. It's it's actually on one of my Bodega playlists. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a recorder? No, it's a keyboard. Oh, right, of course. But set to the recorder sound. Good patio song, right? Yeah. Not feeling it? Yeah. My mother wanted me to make another song. Something brand new. Nah, so I never need to listen to this song. <laughs> Anywhere. No, no offense mother, to Dream my Warriors. Father, my and my brother. Or you could say the family. Or better yet, the family. So wait a sec. What the heck? This one's for Jamaica, Africa, Dominica, Trinidad and Tobago, St. Kitts, Bermuda. Yes, yeah, that like flute sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that being in a movie soundtrack. Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 the two sisters arrive in Miami and they're coming out of the airport and it's like, do, do, do. And like people are just happy. And, yeah, I see that too. You know, I can see that. Something like that. Uh, thanks for checking out another podcast. I was thinking about that story we were talking about on our radio show about Bill Gates and, uh, you know, big scandal. He liked to have naked pool parties. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> it, 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 why is that such a surprise? You got this super nerd, right? Uh-huh. What does every super nerd dream about when they're in high school? Naked pool parties? They, they, <laughs> no, well, they dream about the one day when they're going to finally get their moment. Revenge of the nerds. Revenge right? of the nerds. And it's the, it's the guy who's, like, looking forward to one day having so much money that he doesn't have to be the cool kid in high school to be invited to the cool parties. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets all that money and notoriety. And mm. then what do you want to do? You want to have a naked pool party. Why, <laughs> why, why are people shocked by that news? <laughs> I don't think it's shocking. What I think was in, what I thought was interesting about the story was that it came out right after that whole thing spilled about him going on a vacation yearly with his 
uh, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And it I was strictly platonic, and I found that hard to believe. And then the next day, it's like, oh, he was having naked pool parties. Right. Now I'm like, there's no way in hell he wasn't, you know, sleeping with his ex-girlfriend on those vacations. First of all, the naked pool parties thing is just, uh, all this stuff is just rumors circulating. And, and mm-hmm. the person who released the information about the naked pool parties, it wasn't like an authorized biography. It was not. Author. It was somebody who was just writing stuff about him. But I don't doubt that happened because <laughs> guy's a billionaire and he was a super nerd in high school. I mean, I wasn't a super nerd in high school, but I didn't get a lot of chicks. And if I became a billionaire and, and I can throw a party where people might end up naked in a big pool setting, that's <laughs> not necessarily a terrible thing. Did if everybody's you, consenting, you know, and nobody's yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. forced to do it against their will. Have you ever been naked at a pool party before, guys? I've been naked in a pool. It wasn't much of a party. It was like maybe <laughs> six or eight drunk people in a backyard, <laughs> and the pool light was off, and it was dark. And, and you guys uh, just got naked? Well, we were kind of swimming, and then it sort of turned into a thing where people started taking their bathing suits off as a joke. But I, I And everyone ya, was cheering when you'd come out no. with your... Ba- <laughs> yeah, you'd put your bathing suit on the side of the pool, and yeah, we were yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. We didn't get in naked and we got out uh, not naked as well. Mm. Or, you know, had towels and I love a good skinny dip. I love skinny dipping. It's different, though, when you're in a lake. Like, the pool, I'm kind of okay with a swimsuit being in between me and all that chlorine. Whereas in a lake, I want to be naked. Oh, I see. I'm the exact opposite. I've I've swam naked for sure. Yes, uh, and it's an enjoyable feeling. You almost feel like a baby swimming in a uterus. Like you just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just swimming in a. You're uterus. getting back to where it all started. Just being nude <laughs> in a sack of water. Um, but when you're in a lake, like who? What guy doesn't think about something biting their penis? Like that's the every guy's thinking about 100%. their penis getting bit because it looks like a lure. It looks like it's, yeah, it's dangling. Bait. It's, bait. it's bait. bait on a hook. And and fish will bite you. Yeah. It happens. Oh, like, give me a break. How often a, does it happen? It doesn't happen often, but like little sunfish can come up and bite things. I had a friend who uh, had their nipple bit while they, <laughs> after they fell off their wakeboarding. They're in the water <gasps> and then a little fish attacked his nipple. What? Yeah. And it started Horrible. bleeding. <gasps> Horrifying. Yeah. Did I think it, it was a sunfish. Off? No, but it you know, wasn't serious or anything, but just... You know, if something bit my penis and it wasn't a serious bite, it's still going to be traumatic. Mm-hmm. In a pool, you don't have to worry about that, especially if you have space around people that are near you. Like, you can, you don't have to worry about getting kicked by accident while right. someone's treading water. <laughs> I'd, I'd take a pool over a lake for naked swimming a, a hundred no, times out of a hundred. you're so wrong. You're running on the beach towards the water. The clothes come off. There's that stretch you know that you get like a good run and you're going and the clothes are coming off and then you go in and it hopefully it's dark i was it was dark for me when i did my naked skinny dip on a may two four weekend with men and women cold water may two four i bet <laughs> yeah up at guelph lake and uh yeah it was very awesome very awesome bundes you've been <laughs> naked in a pool or lake before um I've been naked in like the ocean, but it wasn't at a party. I've been at pool parties, like epic pool parties, where lots of people got naked in it, uh, into the pool, but I didn't get naked. Is it mostly women that are getting naked, or is it guys and girls? It was mostly women at this party. Yeah, what party was this? <laughs> the Playboy Mansion? Where were you hanging out? It wasn't the Playboy Mansion. There was this party in the Bridal Path. Um, 
uh, one of the mansions in the bridal path. It was like full valet service. Wow. Like, you know. How did you end up there? No offense. Like, <laughs> no. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I you just had, caught wind of it. And... I, I had a friend um, who called me up and said, hey, there's this party going on. We should go. And I was like, you can get us into this? He's like, yeah, I got it. I got it worked out. He knew somebody that was hosting the okay. party. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we went and it was pretty off the wall, like full catered DJ in the backyard, huge backyard, like lots of gorgeous people all wearing nice clothes. And then all the nice clothes came off and a lot of the chicks were naked in the pool. Yeah, see, that's exactly, and you tell that story, and we're like, oh, awesome, wish I was there. Yeah, Bill Gates tells that story. Then the story comes out, it's like Bill Gates, it's like, oh, creepy, nerdy guy wants to have naked people in his pool. You know, that's that's all it was. That's exactly It was probably a party like the one you were at, mansion, whatever, DJ, people naked, Bill, oh, what, he likes that? He must be a freak. (laughs) I remember getting invited to a party on the bridal path, and, uh... It was not like that at all. Like, we were like, oh, we got to go. My girlfriend and I, we got invited to this party on the bridal path. We get there, and it's like a family get-together. Like a lame, lame indoor family get-together. The house was epic. Yeah, but uh, as all houses in the bridal path like, what are. What the hell are we doing here? This is like a. It was like get a plate, stand in line at the family dinner. I'm like, what is this? Really? Super lame. Oh, that yeah. sucks. I've been to a couple uh, parties in the bridal path, and I don't know how. I just, some of the, like, the friends I knew had family that lived in that area. So whenever the family would kind of go out, these epic parties would go down on their property. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and yeah, they were always off the wall. Like, those were the best parties to go to because the houses were huge. And yes. like, it, it drew in so many different people. Plus, the cops are less likely to show up and cause a problem if it's loud because, you know, chances are whoever lives in that mansion knows the mayor or knows the <laughs> chief of police or is connected in yeah. some way where it's like, you better really make sure you, the complaint is serious. Like, yeah. it would have to be coming from somebody else who knows the mayor. I feel like know? the one that I was talking about that I went to that was catered with limo service and all that valet service, I feel like they must have called or let the neighbors know in advance that this was going down. It was too much of a function to, to like, get away with. Oh, well, the yeah, neighbors yeah. were probably invited. That's the yeah. best probably. way. That's the best thing to do is yeah. just invite the neighbors. Those houses are spread out a bit up in the bridal path. Yeah, that's just like, a you bit. got some room. You got yeah. some room. It's where Drake, it's Drake Drake's, lives there. Yeah. Drake's pool, you could mistake it for a lake. That's how it looks. It looks like know? a lap pool, though, a little bit. It's long and thin. And like a, it like looks a big, like, long rectangle. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I love that. And it's quite a ways from the main house. So I wonder, like, if you were to get naked, if you would run down that lawn or if you would take <laughs> your clothes off once you got in the pool. <laughs> What your strategy would be. Because um, there's going to be light. It's in the city. You know, you can't get, it's not going to be pitch dark. Right. He's probably got that all, that whole like landscaping perfectly lit too. He probably yeah, had lighting yeah. experts come in. Garden lights. You know, you yeah. never want to be standing while you take off your clothes, uh, like standing still. Cause it's, it's hard. It's better to be in a gentle, you know, Baywatch when, when they're running and they're, they got to take a shirt off, they're running at the same time. I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go. Hard to take underwear off or uh, <laughs> bottoms off when you're running, though. You do, and then you have to start hopping on one foot or something. <laughs> I, would, I would rather be standing still than be sitting trying to take clothes off. Because at least when you're standing, you can stretch everything out. 
You right. know, you can hit a pose. You know, if you're sitting down, you're like trying to take your pants off. Your your belly kind of like oh, scrunches yeah. up. Folds over. Belly yeah. fold yeah. Yeah. over. Yeah. No, not a good yeah. 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 Drake's like, who said you take your clothes off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So God forbid Bill Gates wants naked people in his pool. <laughs> he used to throw these epic naked pool parties. He would have thought, yeah. It's just that he looks like a stiff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So who would want that more than the guy who looks like a stiff? <laughs> That's you know, a good point. A person who never had that experience growing up until yeah. he became like the head of Microsoft or founded Microsoft, you know. Good point. Yeah. It's like it's like people being shocked that Jeff Bezos is in the process of building a $500 million yacht. Mm-hmm. It's like, what else would you do when you're the richest person in the world? You build a super yacht. Yeah, yeah. I'd but then it becomes a new story. Oh, he's built. You know what Jeff Bezos needs? He needs a yacht for his super yacht because <laughs> it turns out the super yacht he's building is a super sail yacht. So it's got all these, the masts. It's got three massive masts mm-hmm. and rigging and you can't land a helicopter on the main super yacht. So you need a support super yacht that has a helipad so people can come in. Oh my Because when you're in Monaco, or you're somewhere else there's nothing cooler than just flying to your boat yeah you know from the airport directly to your yacht it's fascinating when i was in monaco standing there at the port just seeing how many yachts and humongous boats were in the bay there yeah and how many people work on those boats people forget that they're fully staffed like in the area of sometimes 20 to 25 people Mm -hmm. running the boat that they have a whole separate part of the boat where the staff live they must have some crazy stories eh? staff uh, on those mm -hmm. boats hanging out with the super super rich i bet you it's not as funny you think like i bet you there's moments the best times i bet they have mm-hmm. are when they're at port and the owner of the boat isn't there yeah and it's not being chartered out yes like yes. i um when i was in uh, i did a sailing trip from grenada to saint lucia on a pretty nice sailboat but with the port we went into in saint lucia there was this super sailboat yacht mm-hmm. not as big as a jeff bezos one but it was definitely over 100 feet in length and there was a whole staff anyway um I knew the the person who was the captain on the boat that I was on. Mm-hmm. He stayed behind when everyone left the boat. And he started hanging out with the staff on that super sailboat. Oh, did he? he? Said, yeah, it was tons of fun. They're like, because, you know, they can party and... And have off hours when they when people when they're working on that boat, all they're doing is like polishing, right. and cleaning, <gasps> and serving. Super yacht. There it's must like, be so much to polish. Remember when you thought <laughs> uh, you talked to that nanny who yes. worked for the super rich billionaires that uh, you uh, knew in Montreal? I used and to she, teach their kids skating, and I, and the nanny yeah. was going on these flights to like a private getaway in the Bahamas, I think, on a private jet. And I was like, Oh my God, you scored the nanny of all nanny jobs you know and she's like you have no idea it's non-stop it's like yeah and i was like the flight must be epic and she's like no i am working the whole time she's on the floor with the kids she's on the floor with the kids i remember her saying that i'm on the floor playing with the children i was like oh yeah she's not sitting in a comfy chair having lunch or maybe if she is it's like for her break then she's gonna get back to the floor back to work yeah you probably don't even take breaks you know nope Probably don't, when but hopefully hopefully you get uh, reimbursed for that, but who knows? Yeah, so I'm sure it's fun working on those boats, but not when you're actually working. It would be the days where you can just hang out with the other crew members mm-hmm. of other super yachts and bang. <laughs> be single, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're all attractive people. How many, uh, like, really 
ugly people did you see in Monaco working on those boats? <laughs> Everyone's you walk, hot in Monaco. You, what's crazy is anyone can walk around those boats. Like yeah. that that port is open to the public. Okay. So you can walk and be, I mean, you could try and get on the boat. And if there's no one staffing the boat, you could walk right on. It's not like there's a big gate and barbed wire protecting everyone from the, having access to the ship. Is the ramp that goes up to walk onto the boat yeah. like what I'm picturing? Yes. Like this huge, tall, like... It's a gangway that they, uh, most of these boats have retractable gangways. Even mm-hmm. the sailboat that I was on that was 63 feet long, which is pretty great, had a retractable gangway. So when you go ass into a dock mm-hmm. and it's the back of the boat, you have like a platform, a mm-hmm. ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must have crazy security on those boats too. To prevent, like, you know. It didn't seem that way when I was there. Bundes, when you were in Monaco, I mean, it wasn't like guys with guns and stuff standing at the top there. There was just staff There must be so many women who are like, hey, I'm coming up. We saw this boat. We saw the ramp. I know. If I had had a couple of drinks and I was with a certain girlfriend, we would walk up. I think they count on a little bit of that. (laughs) I'm sure they do count on that. Yeah. No, honestly, you walk around Monaco and you don't really see ugly people at all. It's like like one of the richest, what is it, like the most millionaires or something per capita? Per per square foot? Yeah, something like that, all stuck (laughs) in Monaco. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Formula One drivers and uh, yeah, it's a town. If you're rich, it's probably a great place to live. Perfect. And Monaco is not even that big. Like you can cross the whole, I walked the whole part thing. of it in, yeah. yeah, like an hour. Yeah. You can really? walk from one end to the other. Yeah. But it's, it's beautiful gorgeous. though. Yeah. Those billionaires, uh, they picked a small spot. They don't want us coming in. There's no room for us, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's room, but it's, it's not on their boat usually. <laughs> Where did you stay when you were in Monaco? Were you outside of town, Bundes, or did you stay like in Monaco proper? I didn't stay in Monaco. I was in I was staying in Nice, and I just drove out there and spent the day in Monaco. So I didn't actually have a hotel room in in uh, in Monaco. It was like I don't know, just over an hour of the drive to from Nice to Monaco. It was a quick drive, and then you could just like cross the border and get into Italy from Monaco. Like mm. it's it's all right beside each other, which is the crazy part of Europe. Is like you can literally just drive into Epic City after Epic City after mm-hmm. Epic City, mm-hmm. where here in Canada, it's like, you got Toronto, and then you can go to Montreal, <laughs> or you can drive for a really long time and go to Vancouver, like, you know, Miss Saskatchewan or Winnipeg. I hear Calgary's fun. Maybe. Maybe during the stampede. Yeah. Getting cowgirl, you know? I mean, any place can be fun if you're with the right people. True. Yeah. I lived in Saskatchewan. That was not fun. There was no fun. No naked pool parties happening in Saskatchewan? Actually, there probably are. I just wasn't invited to any of them. Right. But if I was rich and a billionaire, there would have been. Your pool. My pool. Yeah. Uh, Mora's got to get going. Yeah, guys, I'm not doing so good today. I've been uh, taking my antibiotics for... The parasite. My parasite friend, too. And it's like a full war inside me. They set off a nuke yesterday, I would say, and the uh, the enemy has retaliated into the banks. And next, uh, the front lines will step over the battalion. The battalion. <laughs> Just trying to... The battalion are the soldiers. Oh, the battalion will step over. Did you Google the parasite that you have to see what it looks like? Does it have like little... Yeah, I mean, it looks uh, like an am- amoeba, you know, it looks like a cell. Okay. And, and my doctor said many people have this for their whole lives. And it's it, not like a tapeworm. It's very common in third world countries, you yeah. know, where the sanitation water issues are, are very problematic. 
my definition. And in sketchy cabins in the woods, apparently. And in sketchy cabins that you buy in the middle of nowhere. Okay, well, the, this part of the podcast uh, may be coming to an end, but the podcast is certainly not over. Hang on for the Daily Take Two coming up in just a sec. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What are the most common dating lies? 53% of Canadians admit to telling a lie right off the bat as soon as you start dating somebody. (laughs) You're telling lies, baby, out of the gate. Yeah. We all lie because we want to present the best version of ourselves, you know? Salary. It's got to be job, title, or money. It's like you work at a company, but you tell them that you're the boss or something like that. Yeah, right. You're higher up than you actually are. So the most common lies, profession. Yes, guys. People juice up their profession. Age and marital status. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, but we're, even we're like, pretty much broken up. We're living together, but it's like a formality now at this point. We're just, uh, yeah. Even divorce, like people don't want to bring up the fact that they're divorced because it's like your damaged goods or something. I think it adds to the intrigue and the mystery. And yeah, well, because you're divorced. <laughs> Of course you think that, yeah. Just like I think bald people make amazing lovers. <laughs> and are also, uh, you know, very intriguing. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had someone say they want to spend the rest of their life with me. And that's giving you the sign that I'm uh, damaged goods? Somebody else said, I want that forever. Yeah. But I'm damaged goods to you? Come on. Yeah, but then when they got it, they're like, oh, <laughs> Sometimes I buy clothes. I think, yeah, that looks that'll look great on me. Right. I'll enjoy wearing that. And well, it's like I try it on. No, forget it. It's going back. One in ten people lie about their age in a relationship. That's a common one. Men are three times as likely to lie about their marital status. If you lie about your age and it works out, they're gonna find out eventually. Yeah, and your job too. And what does that say when you've been caught lying about that? I mean, to me, that's like, get out of here. I'm sorry. I lied all the time when I was younger, man. What, what would you say? When I was like, you know, in my early 20s, I would lie and say I was older all the time to girls. Because no, like girls that are 21 don't want to date 21-year-old guys. They want to date a 28-year-old. Yeah. It's a perfect age. Because if at 28, you come off to be more mature. You have more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's assumed that you'd have like a nicer place or like things to like okay, resources so to spend on. Age on for sure. Sure, you would say. Yeah, and then did you have a profession? Well, you would say you were in a band. I was a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would lie about how many, how many people would come out to the shows, probably. 
I'm a rock star. That's a bit of a what, stretch. What happened? I'm a struggling band. Did they ever find out how old you were? And were you ever interested in someone and wanted to go the distance? And then they found out and then they're like, oh, no. You're a douchebag. You're a liar. No, nobody ever found out. But like it, it was tough. There, I remember this one girl, Anita. Oh, my God. I had this elaborate lie that I had kept up for several months oh, trying to no. impress this girl. Oh, man. yeah. It just became untenable. What was the lie, though? Elaborate? Yeah, like what I did for a living, where I lived, the amount of money I made. <laughs> Everything was garbage. Okay. I think we got to hear this story, but uh, I'm running out of time yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we will follow up we'll follow with this one. Don't go anywhere. I can't wait to hear this elaborate lie. Tucker and Mora, there are some lies I just don't see how people could tell if they're starting a new relationship because eventually, if it works out, you're going to get burned. Yeah. And- I'm the manager, actually. Uh, <laughs> I am actually the manager. <laughs> Casey, what's going on? So I actually married my husband who told me he was two years younger than he really was when I met him. Okay, so I should say he actually, I can't say that he he lied about his age. He kind of just didn't correct me, you know? Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, so how does this come up and, and how old is he at the time out of curiosity? So he, his actual age at this time is 27. Okay. And I think he's 25. And how old are you? And I'm 19. Oh. Okay, so though, right. Yeah, yeah. You're 19, 25 sounds a hell of a lot better than 27. Yeah. yeah. So his friend introduced us and she was 25. So I think in my head, I just assumed they were both 25. Okay. But it's kind of like what Tucker was talking about earlier. We were going on vacation. So he was so scared I was going to see his passport. And now we're at like, we met in August. Now we're in December and I still think he's 25. And we're going on vacation with his family, and he tells me Christmas Day that he's actually 27. Oh my God, it must have been weighing on him that he brought it up on Christmas Day. The happy- That's actually a great day to tell people you've been lying to them, because it's well, generally a happy day, right? We were traveling the next day, though, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you were getting on a flight boxing day, and he was worried you were going to look at his passport and want to see the picture, and then it was going to be right there. You'd see the date of birth. Yeah, but he's also smart because I'm already invested like four months into the relationship, right? So I think a lot of people lean on that, right? They lean on the fact that you're going to be, you know, what, are you going to break up over something like that? Yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm 19. Now I'm looking at him. I'm just rounding up. He's 30. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's All now sudden, 30. Yeah. He's 30. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at him like he's just like this imposter that I don't know. But it, it was fine. A few days went by and I was fine. But yeah. You're right. Then you start wondering what else is a lie. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Casey. Very Appreciate this interesting. story. No problem. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. It's Tucker and Mora. We're talking about what people lie about when they start new relationships. Apparently, Bundus started a new relationship. On a foundation filled with lies. I wouldn't even call it a relationship. Like, I was 17 years old. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. And I had a fake ID, and I met this girl at a nightclub. And yeah. she was... 
probably, you know, early 20s, mid 20s. She has several years on me. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't want to be hooking up with With a 17 year old boy still in high school and living at home. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's basement. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, and she looked pretty important in the nightclub. Like, like she knew like the owners or something. Mm. And she was always there and she was always getting taken care of. And somehow or another, me and my friends ended up talking to her and all of her friends. So I had to develop like a whole backstory of like a different age, where I lived, what I did, like everything about me was right. was, was race car driver, <laughs> loft in uh, some yeah. cool part of town. Yeah. Oh my god, it was an elaborate lie. Yeah, it was crazy. Do you remember what you said you did for a living? No, I don't even want to say it because it's ridiculous. Well, no, now you got to yeah. say it now. Yeah. So it wasn't Rockstar. You didn't go with Rockstar. No, it wasn't a Rockstar thing because my band hadn't started yet. We were like a couple years off of starting that group. We just made up this lie that we owned a construction company together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> we owned a construction yeah, yeah. company together. It's almost as bad as like import-export. Yeah. I'm in the import-export business. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> okay. And, and how old are you? I was 24. 24 year old. Yeah. Okay. 24. Wow. And I lived in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she never saw the condo. Yeah. Of course. You live not. in a condo. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, I never brought her there because it didn't exist. Right. So, so you did have like a hookup with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my friends. His parents were never home, so we had this we had this great house in Markham where we grew up that was essentially ours. Like we, it was like a party house. Uh-huh. So we would have these epic parties back there, and that's where we would always bring all these people. So she never needed to see the condo because we had a house with several bedrooms, different floors to do all the oh. things that we wanted to do. A pool right. in the backyard, yeah. And how did you explain the house? Were you like, this is uh, one of the house, house I built in my construction it's company? Our buddy's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We built it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How long were you rolling with her for? Uh, And did the lie ever get exposed? The lie never got exposed. We ran it for about six months. Six (laughs) months? Yeah, six months. Did you have to buy the steel toe boots and the hats? (laughs) Yeah, I had them in the the car. Well, you worked at Rona. I did did work at Rona back in the day. Oh, perfect. (laughs) What if she came into Rona and saw you there? It would have been... uh, He'd be shopping for something. He'd take off his little vest or whatever you have to wear. He'd take off my name tag, my my, my golf shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be like, oh, I'm just here picking up some supplies. It's pretty embarrassing. I'm wearing the same khaki pants as everybody else here. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Oh yeah. Wow. It was stressful to constantly have to lie. Yeah, you're carrying this lie on your back everywhere you go. Well, and your friends, right? Because you're a crew of people, so yeah. everybody has to know all the details. 100%. And imagine she ended up being the one, you know, and then having to like break it down for her. All right, first things first, I'm 17. The condo is otherwise known as my bedroom in my parents' house. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a red flag. Yeah. 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 A psychologist named Adam Grant wrote this piece in the New York Times. I really liked it. He's come up with a name for those blahs that we're all feeling right now. I'm definitely feeling a blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's showing up in, in your life. It means like we're, we're, we are showing up for life, but we're kind of going through the motions because of boredom, emptiness, numbness. He says it's languish. What we're all dealing with right now is languish. Case of languish. And we got five steps. To get over that feeling, friends. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. And I love the first one. What you need to do if you're experiencing this is find the most optimistic friend that you have. Get them on the phone. 
talk to them because positivity is contagious. Hang Ask on. them. Get them on the phone. Right get, them, now. get them on the phone. Get them on the phone. Okay, the most optimistic friend I have. Okay. I feel bad that I don't know anybody's phone number anymore. No, they're all locked in. I love this. We're calling this person. This person's going to make us feel better. Okay, let's see. Ask them how they're spending their time and if they're doing any activities that that you can get involved in as well. (laughs) Hello? Hello? (laughs) Hey, is this Maura? Yes. Maura, you're the most optimistic friend I have. (laughs) What do you want to talk about? Well, Could use a boost. Could use an emotional boost here. <laughs> I knew it. It was me. It's me. It's you. You're the most optimistic person That's I know. Right. Almost so, delusional <laughs> at times. So I'm just like, oh, what delusional. world are you living in? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Positivity is contagious. You want to feel good? Surround yourself with positive people. Don't hang out with somebody who's making you feel down. Yeah, stay away from me. <laughs> stay away from me. That's the worst thing to do ever. I'm a realist. I'm not an idealist. Listen this. is uh, he's on the fence. Know. He's somewhere in the middle. D- yeah, it depends on what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes he's just doom and gloom. Other times he's like a ray of light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that about Bundes. Step number two, which you kind of did, Tucker, so this is good. Create a project. It gives you a sense of purpose. Step number three, Mm -hmm. to shake off those COVID blahs, shake up your fitness. If you've been doing like one thing this whole pandemic, like maybe yoga, try something else just to like give you a, a new boost. Number four, take a mini vacation from your life. Stop with the routine if you can. If you can take a couple of days off work, switch it up a bit. Just take a little mini vacay. You can do that at home. Just like not having to go into work, you know? I don't know. That's almost more sad taking a day (laughs) off and have nothing you can do. I'd I'd rather wait a little bit until there's something to do. And number five, this is a great one. A lot of people have been doing this, updating their skills or qualifications so that when things are over, you got this new thing in your tool belt that you can whip out and impress people with. Nice. There you go. Five steps to get over that Languish. languish feeling. Thanks, Maura. Tucker and Mora, we are talking about the parts of life that are never going to go back to normal after the pandemic. And I think in most of these cases, this list I'm looking at, people are excited about the fact that they're not going to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. For example, like doctor's office, waiting rooms, right. you know, when you're sick. Why do you need to be there if you just have like... You know, a chest infection and... Uh, you need to get a prescription. You need to get right? some antibiotics Yes, yeah. I have had so many doctor's appointments lately and I've been loving the phone calls because my old doctor, she used to keep me waiting for like three hours in her waiting room. One time I... Three hours? It was three hours. And this is just a regular GP. It's almost like they're doing <laughs> you a favor. Oh, can I come see you? Oh, all right. <laughs> and then you're sitting there going, I hope they have some time for me. Oh my God, yes. But Shannon said... From a doctor's perspective, they are not enjoying the phone calls and the video calls because the number of people that don't answer the phone when the doctor calls is ridiculous. Plus, they have people that are putting the doctor on hold because they got another call coming in. That's crazy. Oh, that's karma, actually, because you've been putting me on hold in your waiting room for three hours. Now I'm going to put you on hold for three hours, right? 
Yeah. I mean, I assume you booked the doctor's appointment. It's because you got something you want to deal with and you wouldn't want to miss that. I know, you know, but they call. They call from like a private number and like people don't like answering oh. phone calls from private numbers. It's a thing. When I was talking to my doctor's receptionist, they were like, just please answer the phone. I'm like, yeah, of course. I've got it in my notes here. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn says, I really love having Zoom meetings. Uh, in-person meetings can be frustrating because you miss so much work time because everyone's like schmoozing a little bit. Yeah, I you're a little more on uh, track on it, keeping the agenda rolling for him uh, video chat, I guess, uh, yeah. meetings. Uh, here on this list, dragging yourself to work when you're sick. Hopefully that will become a thing of the past now that people can work remotely so much easier. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, shopping for groceries in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still like going in because I'm reminded of things that I didn't need or that I need that I didn't think I needed until I saw them. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I need spicy chili jelly for, you know, <laughs> or whatever. It's some random thing on the aisle. But I also do like the, the services that bring it right to your door. Chantel says, I really hope they keep sanitizing grocery shopping carts. Oh, 100%. Like, I hope that moves it. Yeah. yeah, remember? Like, we all would just touch them. We didn't care. Oh, yeah. They probably never cleaned them before. Never. Never once. What, what would have to be on there for them to clean it back in the day, pre-pandemic? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Okay, and we also got a text from Stuart who says, job site Johnny on the spots have never been so clean since COVID. Public bathrooms mm-hmm. have they've people have been stepping it up i know in our workplace yeah coming around a lot more often yeah not a bad thing never gonna be uh, going back to normal we hope on that case uh we'll talk more about what's on this list coming up in just a sec tucker and mora what parts of life are never gonna go back to normal after the pandemic and is it a bad thing if they don't go back to normal the buffet I wonder about that one. The buffet. Is the buffet done? Is it going to be like <laughs> pre-pandemic? There was buffets after the pandemic. We never saw one again, yeah. except that a family uh, get together where you get a potluck. That's I a mean, very good question. Like, what are places like Mandarin going to do? I mean, the only thing I could think would be if they have lots of plexiglass and they bring in more employees to do the survey. They do the scooping, but they never yeah. give you as much as you want. Well, you're they like, could, no, they I could give really you as want. much, but they never give you the part of the dish that you're like, no, no, the left side looks fresher than the right side. Or oh, that, you know, if you're at an all-inclusive resort, oh, I want that piece of bacon. Like, I know when I choose bacon at an all-inclusive resort, it's a whole process. I start moving things over. I'm looking underneath in case there's some like gems that nobody saw. Mm. Yeah, nobody likes you. You're that guy in the line. <laughs> I, I, I don't do it when there's people waiting <laughs> beside me. But if I got time, I'm looking around and the coast is clear. I'm, I'm like picking the best ones. I want to make sure I end up with the best ones. I don't want someone back there going, take it. This is what right. I've given you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Maddie yeah. sent us a text speaking of like vacations. She says, I know it sounds weird, but I hope that masks on airplane, airplanes are here to stay. They are the nastiest places ever. And I always come off a plane with some sort of weird cold. Yeah. At least on your way to the vacation destination, everyone's got to wear a mask. So there's no Norwalk or anything like that. Yeah. Coming home, maybe, you know. Like, you're going to be back home, so no big deal. But yeah, no masks in general when you're sick, I think, will hopefully become a regular thing. I'm sick. I'm going out. I'm going to go to a grocery store because i got to grab something. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on, Phil? Well, you know, figured I'd chime in on this what should stay the same thing. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah. What, what do you? What would you like to see stay the same? I am loving the stay six feet away from me rule. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like there's always that one guy or one gal that's just eerily close to you in line or whatever. Like they're just <laughs> encroaching on your space, and this kind of alleviates that whole issue. That's a good point. I mean, I definitely appreciate it while standing in line somewhere that there isn't somebody who's like right on you and you can feel their breath on the back yeah. of your neck. <laughs> I'm cringing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you like people just having a wider uh, birth yeah just you know if you're out shopping or whatever i'm not saying in a social setting but like if i'm out on my own doing my daily thing then just yeah stay stay six stay at least three feet away from me let's knock it now i haven't yeah. even i've noticed with the masks like i can be standing there masked and be talking about somebody that's not that far away and they have no idea like it's better for gossiping <laughs> about people that are in your proximity yeah. oh here comes There's- this guy again you know they can't tell <laughs> <laughs> phil thanks man no problem. Have a good day, guys. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.